Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, America. This is Gun Owners News Hour. Back in the day, the Democrats reacted to the Supreme Court Brown v. Board education decision that required that they respect all American civil liberties with fury and a petulant campaign of massive resistance. And what was old is new again. The Democrat Party is back in form, furious that the SCOTUS will not let them steal our rights. And this time, it's gun rights. The Bruin decision made it clear that blue states, or anti-liberty states as I call them, cannot deny your right to keep and bear arms on a whim. And the leftists have gone into overdrive to undermine it. Uh, something called Regnery has uh, put out a new book in defense of the Second Amendment by gun guru and ultra-prolific novelist Larry Correa. If you want to detail the background and basis for this most vital of all rights, get it. Because you don't have any rights if you cannot enforce them with a rifle. For example, you can look at Britain and weep. They disarm because guns are uncouth and uncivilized. And now they get arrested for mean tweets. A disarmed people is a nation of serfs. And, you know. They whine that patriots think a gun makes them a man, makes me a man, you know. Um, Well, it does, because my duty is to protect me and mine. And after a certain point, my ability to protect them, the hand-to-hand thing is a very, you know, it's a very short Polaroid picture in time. So you do have to protect your own and destroy who would threaten you, and that takes a weapon. And Larry knows the score, but my favorite part is this brutal takedown of Chardonnay, Shannon Watts. The mom's the man figurehead who just quit, who just retired, and, uh, you know, who tried to mobilize bored, unfulfilled housewives to disarm their husbands. And if, uh, you know, men are what the moms demanded, good luck. Any man who would ditch his ability to protect his wife and kids because the neurotic harpy he married wants him to prove his love by emasculating himself deserves the contempt that the rest of us hold him in. 
And that's assuming that him is his pronoun. Bruin should have been the last word. But we all knew it would not be. We knew it wasn't going to end there. And, you know, it, it never ends. It's never going to end. The fight for rights is never going to end. But the they, they the left whines a very good game about democracy and norms, but the rules only apply to us, never them. And itself, another reason to have an AR-15 in the gun safe, ready to go for when the norm busting gets a little too extreme. Democrat states like New York and New Jersey immediately began the same kind of passive-aggressive nonsense that the Democrat brethren in the South began when they were told they could not send black folks to the back of the bus anymore. Now, yes, of course, you can get a carrier permit after you jump through a bunch of burning hoops that they manufacture and even they, they assess your character by searching your social media for thought crimes. And... Uh, <laughs> But they're going to so limit your limit your ability to carry to have a permit will be meaningless. And of course, Bruin foresaw and forewarned them about these cheesy antics, noting that laws effectively labeling everywhere a sensitive area where you cannot carry is not going to fly. And despite that, they did it anyway. After all, only the Republicans listen to the Supreme Court, and that's only when it's a decision we like. So what we're seeing now is litigation, a whole lot of litigation. It will be slow and obnoxious with all sorts of chicken scratch ploys to discourage citizens from exercising their God-given right not to be a victim. They know it takes time and money to challenge even the most obviously unconstitutional law. They also know that the Supreme Court cannot take every case and that it needs the lower courts to plow through the vast majority of them. It is a deeply cynical and, for Democrats, traditional play. And that's okay. We will not rest. We will not waver. And we will not be disarmed. And most of these fights, despite what's going on right now, most of these fights that are actually happening are happening in very few states. Most states already had shall-issue concealed carry laws. 25, half of us, have some form of constitutional carry. And that means the Constitution is your permit. That should be across all states, and it will be someday. In Illinois, they're trying to ban common weapons. Most sheriffs refuse to enforce these unconstitutional laws, and it is hilarious to see the party of sanctuary cities and open borders whining about not slavishly obeying laws we don't like. New rules, jerks. You made them, so seethe some more. We are winning. That you, a citizen, are able to defend yourself and your family from criminals and aspiring tyrants drives them to distraction. Why? Well, because they side with the criminals. And they are the aspiring tyrants. Just the other day, a dislocated husk of an alleged president once again threatened to unleash the F-15s on us patriots. Somebody ought to remind him of that Vietnam War thing. He somehow, you know, he missed it somehow as old as he is. You're never going to use your gun in a crime. Nobody listening to me will. You will never use it to rob or rape or to steal property or freedom, but it is your guns they target and only your guns. Do they enforce these gun laws in Democrat cities? No. Do they enforce them when it's a prominent Democrat son? You need to get real. Will they enforce them on you even on the flimsiest of technicalities? Oh, yeah. 
They just tried to make millions of you with pistol braces felons by executive decree. They hate you and they hate the fact that you have the dignity of citizenship, something you can only have when you have the means to defend your property, life, and freedom. And do you think you'll be safe or disarmed with all the criminals set loose by the same people who want you defenseless? Do you think you'll be free or disarmed with all the guns in the hands of the same people who arrested moms in parks and surfers at sea during the pandemic? That's as believable as Ilhan Omar's marriage certificate. Our enemies will cry and scream and resist and fight, but we will march through the courts and beat them into submission. They failed to deny black Americans their rights in times past, and they will fail to deny us our Second Amendment rights today. This does mean that it is never over because they're never going to stop. They've indoctrinated a whole crowd of people through the education system, and it's going to take some sort of a some sort of a cathartic moment in all of their lives individually for them to sit back and be able to uh, actually get a grip on what they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to be versus how they are. <laughs> how they are and the problem like i said though is most of these most of these fights are happening in the same states that all of the fights happen in you know most of the whole west coast they've all gone you know deep commie new york new jersey maryland illinois and then in some of these uh, traditionally free states that you have little seas of communism happening there now socialism happening there now So it never ends, but rest assured, they didn't win before. They're not going to win again. It is the natural state for humanity for us to be free. And it is the natural reaction for us to fight when somebody tries to take away our rights, our lives, tries to hurt us, whatever, however you want to put it. We have natural. We have a natural resistance to it. It's been that way for a long time. Going to be that way forever. I mean, I don't know. Understand what they think is going to happen or not happen. I don't know. In any event, <laughs> I just get a kick out of them. Get a kick out of the left. Well, that just said we can't do that. So let's do it anyway. It's sort of like the schoolyard, isn't it? It reminds me of the playground. I don't know. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. back this is gun owners news hour you know in uh in 1993 i was watching this kid i was a big fan of his dad's i'd met him a couple of times not his dad but the kid i thought he was going to be bigger and 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 you know just being able to, to meet him that that connection to his dad was i mean it inspired awe in me Kid was Brandon Lee. His dad was Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee died very young, 30. He, I don't know if he was 33 years old yet. I can't remember. Brandon Lee, um, I thought was going to be so much bigger than his father. And he died at 28. And he died due to an accident. And it was a, it was an accident that, that didn't have to happen. And since that accident, there have been certain norms that have been adopted in Hollywood, in filmmaking, when it comes to using guns in a film. There's certain shots you just don't see anymore, right? Unless you were in New Mexico on the film set of Rust. And here we are, uh, more than a year after a gun held by producer and actor Alec Baldwin uh the one he it, it didn't discharge he pulled the trigger on it he fired it on the set of the movie Rust in New Mexico um and uh he killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and now here we are and prosecutors in Santa Fe New Mexico have decided to charge Baldwin and Hannah Gutierrez Reed the film's armorer with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Additionally, Santa Fe First Judicial District Attorney Mary Carmack Altwies and Special Prosecutor Andrea Reeb pronounced that or announced that Russ First Assistant Director David Halls has agreed to plead guilty to charges of negligent use of a deadly weapon. Conviction of the involuntary manslaughter charge could result in an 18-month sentence. But Carmack Altwies is also going for a firearm enhancement that could add on a mandatory five years behind bars upon conviction. Balden and Gutierrez-Reed each will be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. One of the counts is for involuntary manslaughter, which prosecutors will have to prove there is underlying negligence, prosecutors said. This is a fourth-degree felony that carries a sentence of up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine. Second charge is involuntary manslaughter in the commission of a lawful act. A more severe charge, which requires proof that there were more than simple negligence involved in a death. 
And this charge includes a firearm enhancement, which adds a mandatory penalty of five years in jail. Baldwin and Gutierrez-Reed will be charged under a standard called charged in the alternative. If the case ends up going to trial, a jury will determine which of the two charges they're guilty of. And that's a pretty big if, honestly. Um, Halls received six months probation and a suspended sentence after taking the plea deal offered by prosecutors. And while Baldwin and Gutierrez-Reed might not get as sweet an offer as that one, I'm sure that there's going to be some sort of a deal that's going to be dangled before a jury is seated. For the moment, though, uh, both defendants sound like they're going to be, they're planning on uh, defending themselves. Luke Nikas, Baldwin's attorney, said the prosecutor's decision is a terrible miscarriage of justice. Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie set. He relied on the professionals with whom he worked, who assured him the gun did not have live rounds. We will fight these charges and we will win. Gutierrez-Reed's attorneys called it a very flawed investigation in a statement Thursday. They said uh, Hannah is and always has been very emotional and sad about this tragic accident, but she did not commit involuntary manslaughter. Um, Baldwin has maintained that he didn't pull the trigger of the single-action revolver, which had been loaded with live rounds instead of dummy ammunition. Instead, he says the gun fired on its own, something the FBI was unable to replicate, when it examined and tested the firearm, and that's because it didn't happen that way. Accidental discharge testing determined the firearm used in the shooting, a 45 Colt, long Colt, caliber uh, Pieta, single-action revolver, could not have fired without the trigger being pulled. While the hammer's in the quarter and half-cock positions, the gun could not be made to fire without a pull of the trigger. With the, cam- with the hammer fully cocked, the uh, gun could not be made to fire without a pull of the trigger while the working internal components were intact and functional. With the hammer decocked on a loaded chamber, the gun was able to detonate a primer without a pull of the trigger when the hammer was struck directly, which is normal for that type of revolver. On the day of the shooting, Hall picked up the revolver and handed it to, to Gutierrez-Reed, who in turn gave it to Baldwin. None of them flipped open the loading gate, spun the chamber and looked at each, you know, kept looking for empty empty chambers, you know, to, to ensure that the gun contained dummy rounds instead of live ammunition. But Baldwin maintained that doing so wouldn't be a standard procedure for an actor. Instead, he and his attorneys have argued that making the gun sa- was, this, was safe was the responsibility of crew members like uh, Hall and Gutierrez-Reed. The lawsuit against Baldwin and the other Russ producers by the Hutchins family was settled last year, and I wouldn't be surprised if the criminal charges are also resolved via a plea deal before the trial takes place. So far, Baldwin's been eager to argue his case in the court of public opinion, but we'll see that if that bravado lasts when his stage is an actual courtroom instead. And we will see. Here's the thing. You are not supposed to point even a modified gun at an actor. You can, one actor is not supposed to do it to the other. In some shots that where it seems like when, when they've got both people in the frame, that's, that's, that's a, a trick of angles. It's the same thing as a staged fight. When they're not really clipping each other, they're just reacting to it and you get the right angle and it looks like he just got clocked. There's supposed to be barriers if you, I mean, there, I mean, you're not, long story short, you're just not supposed to point even blank guns 
at people on a film set. This is not the first time people have been shot on a film set. It probably won't be the last time because all of these standards they set up are, are done in Hollywood now, but a lot of people escape Hollywood to save, save on costs of making a film. It's cheaper to make films in other places. So uh, I don't know. We'll see what comes of this. Uh, the fact of the matter remains this. Um, you don't point a gun at people. You don't violate those, that, those rules. You just don't. And if you do, and then you shoot somebody. My, my whole problem with, uh, with Baldwin is he just won't come out and say, yes, I cocked the hammer. Yes, I pulled the trigger. I didn't think it was loaded. But now he, you know, he's trying to make out it's, it's, it's never his fault. It's never, it's never a leftist's fault when something like that happens. <sighs> and we'll see what we see. We'll see what, what comes of this. Uh, pay attention to that. Pay, stay tuned uh, and be prepared for him to walk. He'll be walking. There, there'll be some sort of a plea to you. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour. This is Gun Owners News Hour. We're going to talk about, uh, well, we're going to start with Eric Swalwell. Because Eric Swalwell, he wanted to use your law-abiding nature to ban guns and then expect you, well, of course we're going to abide by the law because we're so law-abiding. He, he thought that was a that would be a feature. <laughs> so the gas-passing, commie-spy-digging rep, you know, Swalwell, is re- getting, he's really, really angry because he got booted off the House Intelligence Committee, which should not be surprising since he has been credibly accused of having sex with a hard-five Chicom spy. And he's now claiming he's getting death threats. Welcome to the party, Tudor. Speaking of deadly natural, natural gas leakages, the de- they suddenly discovered that your gas stove was out to murder you, and therefore gas stoves must be confiscated. What does that sound like to you? That's a nice change from them wishing that we were dead, I guess. But what is this bizarre fixation on trying to make our lives worse? And then the last part of my musing out loud is GOP executive person, Rona McDaniel. You got to go, lady. So let's, uh, let's start with Toots Swalwell. He's unhappy that the guy trapped in a Buick with him on a hot day after hitting the Taco Bell drive-in. That's how unhappy he is. He cannot be on the intelligence committee anymore. His humiliation and bellyaching bode well for the tenure of Kevin McCarthy. The guy who applied his Doc Martens to the Californian's flatulent fanny. Kevin McCarthy kept his word and kept his off of the committee. And that's awesome. That would be really easy to back away from that promise. His predecessors made that a habit. But the new speaker endured the fussy flack of the regime media and held his ground. That's excellent. 
I had some doubts about it, and I'm still not fully convinced. But maybe if he were rewarded for proper behavior, he would see the light. And making Eric Swalwell sad while protecting our secrets is proper behavior. He's now claiming that he's getting death threats. He even posted some. A sort of amateur. I get harsher ones when I point out how dumb people who think they are more than two genders are. Don't get me started about on the hate I've gotten over the years when I mock the bronies and other perverted weirdos. And he who dealt it is accusing Kevin McCarthy of wanting his kids dead. <laughs> and he did get the guy who allegedly made the comment fired, but if Swalwell was a man concerned about his family, one, we would not be making fang-fang jokes because there would have been no fang-fang-bang-bang. And two, he owned, he, he would own what he calls an assault rifle to protect his kin. You know, those that he wants to take from us. He wants to nuke you. But he hasn't done any of those things. And he thinks that if he cries hard enough about the, uh, you know, about the same nonsense his friends pull on us every day, we'll stop talking and defending our interests. But we're not. If nasty people are nasty to him, too bad. Not our fault, not our problem. It's not entirely to correct to say that I don't care if people threaten him. It is more that I care exactly about what mean people do to him as much as he cares about what his commie pals do to me. So lock and load, Air Biscuit. Time to man up and rack it if you're really scared. But if you aren't, you're just joking and convincingly, much like Fang Fang. And it's good to see Republicans in Congress keeping their word and dealing out the pain. Because you know only pain might teach them not to screw with us by breaking norms like letting a party choose its own committee members. But even if they don't learn, we hurt them, and it's important to show the base that we're going to hit back, even if it only makes Eric Swalwell cry. Next up is the skeevy Congressman Adam Schiff and his socialist sister wife, Ilhan Omar. But back to stoves. We're told that we are not capable of handling an AR-15 rifle. They are the scourge of the earth, and they must be banned. That's the only way we can save everybody. And now they've decided that that, that, that seems to be working so good for them in the same states over and over and over and over again that um, now they're going to do this with, with uh, because they hate fossil fuel nearly as much as they do AR-15s. They're just going to ban gas stoves. They've been declared to be deadly, largely based on the super-duper Scientific finding of people paid by other people who ate gas stoves. <laughs> but we needed to ban them right now. And best of all, all the regime media people will, were, yeah, they were like, duh, everyone knows your gas stove is going to kill you. Why do you hate science so much? Of course, right now today, there's dozens of healthy young people keeling over left and right from the natural gas exposure, right? All those mystery deaths are no doubt the fault of the product people have used for centuries and not some say untested vaccine and the fake Fuhrer was met by dozens of pictures of prominent leftists cooking on a gas stove <laughs> the mockery was intense and people expressed their dismay at not ha having to pay thousands of dollars to redo their houses to cater to the paranoid fantasy of the chardonnay sodden morons people pushed back and that idea went back underwater but it will be back. Do not kid yourself. It will rise again. Of course, the short-term impetus for this idiocy is the climate change hoax. Because any kind of fossil fuel is bad. It's always bad. Anything that works for us and makes our lives easier, bad. Gas is bad because 
reasons and science and shut up about it's not actually getting hotter science denier but it actually goes further there's this overwhelming urge among the predominantly rich leftist people to make our lives worse in every possible way like the COVID crisis they are greatly disappointed now that you can leave your house again and you know you would have a submission symbol across your face forever if they had their way they want you eating bugs they want my truck banned and pretty much everything you like forbidden and why because they get off telling other people what to do and for me this makes them very bad people we must crush them and then we come to rona mcdaniel the three-term republican national committee chairwoman who's never once had a successful federal election cycle under her watch naturally she thinks she deserves a fourth chance to fail no thanks the coup is underway and the whip count of the 168 rnc committee members who will do the voting on january 27th shows she does not have the votes a month ago she had it locked up people like you reached out to their state committee members and demanded change and there's a website you can go to you can go to hireharmeet.com and contact your committee member time has come to throw out the establishment losers i get a kick though i get a kick whenever i I put these three together because we should be in charge of the senate right now right now we should have an overwhelming majority in the house right now and they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory a lot of it there were so many little moving parts in that that you know it, it just snuck up on us on election day and we just didn't see them as they were moving and the the only problem with doing things like this from the republican side is we're the ones that put you there and uh you know all of you 80 year old uh you know establishment desiccated kooks we're about done with you we're about done with the go along to get along the status quo and everything else. We want the country to prosper. Those of us that feel this way lived in a, lived in the country when it was the bad, you know, the bad boys on the block. I just about said a bad word. My bad. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to talk about the COVID mess too, because there was something, there was some things going on with the COVID thing that, um, you know, it, uh, I, I, right now, the World Economic Forum just wrapped up and all the people that think they're the greatest, you know, the minds of the world, the the John Kerry's and the Al Gore's and the uh, uh, Joe Manchin was there and Kirsten Sinema was there and there were some other people there. And uh, all of them, all of them that would have you eat bugs, they were there. And some of the things they had to say were quite interesting. And the, the they thought COVID was the springboard for this. They thought COVID was the springboard for the Great Reset to where you got no car, you had no guns, and you're eating bugs. And the big problem with the United States is we do have guns, and if we don't want to eat bugs, well, we might have something to say about that. So we'll talk about that when we get back, all right? So hang on for me. This is Gun Owners News Hour.
summertime. I might even get my back cracked today. My guy, if my guy is back from Vegas, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to call him after I get done with this, and I'm going to find out if if I can get my back cracked. I haven't had that done in months. Goodness gracious. This is an anecdotal story I'm about to give you. This is We're going to call this guy Dave. Dave never got the COVID shot, but in late December 2021, he got COVID. Dave was in his early 50s, remarkably fit with no comorbidities. And with Christmas just a couple of days away, he figured he could ride out the virus at home. But he only got worse. And he ended up with symptoms so severe that his wife, fearful for his health, insisted that he go to the hospital after Christmas. And he got there with his lungs failing, so he was put on a ventilator. And once the machine took over his lung function, well, his lungs atrophied to a point where without a major medical intervention, he was in big trouble. So they recommended something called extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, ECMO, a procedure that temporarily temporarily removes the blood from the body, oxygenates it, removes the carbon dioxide, then pumps the blood back through the body. But in order to have this done in this hospital, there was one caveat. To get the procedure, both he and his wife would have to get COVID shots. And there are or were no exceptions. And with what the couple was learning about vaccine injuries and low efficacy of shots and boosters, they felt the risks far outweighed the benefits And besides this, he already had COVID, so natural immunity, right? But the hospital wouldn't budge. No shot, no procedure. With his life in their hands, this quickly morphed into a nightmare. But the couple would not bulge at first. With time running out, they searched for the rare hospital that had an expensive ECMO machine that would perform the procedure without forcing them to get the shot. And the best they could find was one that only required him, not her, to get it. So after months of avoiding it, David reluctantly, grudgingly, frustratingly agreed to get the shot. And that's when the nightmare plunged into medical hell. As his wife described, his skin boiled off his body. Dave had to be mummied in gauze like a burn victim. And aside from now being disfigured for life... His pain was unbearably excruciating, like the feeling of being lit on fire and burning alive. Admitting the shot caused a reaction, doctors asked Dave's wife to consent to the second shot to be fully vaccinated so they could get to the procedure that could save his life. Understandably, that moment struck her with lightning bolts of life-altering emotional torture. So to save his life, she picked what she felt was the best of horrible choices and consented. Sadly, over time, it really wouldn't matter. The ECMO machine didn't work. Dave now needed a lung transplant. After being transferred an hour or so to the Los Angeles County Health System, the belly of the beast of medieval-like COVID protocols, Dave, mostly alone, quickly lost the will to live. His wife got the dreaded call around 2 a.m. on May 28th, five months nearly to the day after he entered the first of three hospitals. Dave was dying. After she made the call, she made the surreal trip to L.A., fought for nearly an hour to get through a labyrinth of prison-like COVID procedures, 
and finally made it to her husband's bedside where he was screaming in pain. She asked, can't you do something for him? A robotic nurse said, no, we're not allowed to medically assist patients at this point. And, and that's how Dave left the world in 2022, screaming in pain inside a, inside a bleak L.A. County hospital, completely muted to the world with his traumatized wife watching, consoling, and struggling with the turmoil of a torturous goodbye. The person that related this anecdotal story, which is true, the names have been changed. ended the saga with a very sobering observation. She said, the people who let this happen to my friend's husband are the same ones who talk endlessly about compassion and who, do, who ride around with be kind bumper stickers on their cars. It's much worse than that. Uh, screams from highly credentialed doctors desperate to save lives were also effectively muted to the world. They've been shouting for years now that COVID hospitalizations and deaths could have been drastically reduced with early treatment using cheap, safe, but highly effective repurposed drugs. In December 2020, a full year before Dave got COVID, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson held a Senate hearing on early treatment of COVID using repurposed drugs with intensive care specialist Dr. Pierre Corey delivered impassioned testimony on the miraculous impact of ivermectin as a foundation of protocols in early COVID treatment. And uh, here's an excerpt from his testimony that I believe if they'd actually listened to could have saved countless lives who, like Dave, were told to do nothing until their lips turned blue before being rushed to the hospital. Now, DeCorey said, we have a solution to this crisis. In early outpatient treatment, we have three randomized controlled trials, multiple observations, as well as case series showing that if you take ivermectin, the need for hospitalization and death will decrease. It is critical in this disease. We have 100,000 patients in the hospital right now dying. I'm a lung specialist. I'm an ICU specialist. I've cared for more dying COVID patients than anyone can imagine. They're dying because they can't breathe. They can't breathe. They're on high-flow oxygen delivery devices. They're on non-evasive ventilators. Or they're sedated, paralyzed, and attached to mechanical ventilators that breathe for them. And I've watched them every day, and they die. And by the time they get to me in the ICU, they're already dying and almost impossible to recover. Early treatment is key. We are tired. I can't keep doing this. If I have to go back to work next week, any further deaths are going to be needless deaths, and I cannot be traumatized by that. I cannot keep caring for patients when I know they could have been saved with earlier treatment. Now, what normal human being with basic common sense, would have ignored this doctor's advice. And yet, YouTube censored the, that hearing. And strangely, Corey and some of the world's most highly published physicians are now conspiracy theorists and spreaders of misinformation for simply refusing to unsee what they witnessed on the front lines of the pandemic. Dr. Robert Malone, the mRNA pioneer that was you know, responsible for the, quote, not a vaccine, he said something very dark is happening. Little did we realize that this is just a very early example of what was to become a large movement over the next two years, a global movement involving collusion between government, corporatized legacy media, social media, big technology, big finance, and non-governmental organizations 
to completely control and shape all information and thought concerning the public health response to the novel coronavirus. Saving lives became a crime. And with all we know now about the catastrophic COVID response, the low efficacy of shots and boosters, and the horrific treatment of the vaccine injured, Americans still can't get unencumbered access to cheap, safe, and effective repurposed drugs to treat COVID early. Drugs that, if you believe Dr. Corey, and I do, could have saved countless patients, like Dave, from needless death. Something very dark is happening, just like Dr. Malone said. We need to do a deep forensic dive into what we did with COVID. And, uh, you know, COVID is, the COVID response is right up there with the way we handle the Japanese with the internment camps, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe the Japanese might not think that way, but I do. Uh, it was just, it was that on steroids. It was the entire country was locked down. We're arresting people for going to church. We're arresting people for surfing in the ocean by themselves. We're arresting people for saying things that they think are the truth. And some people need to be held accountable for this. They should put Fauci in a little man's cell. Because he was the guy spearheading all of this nonsense. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, this is going to take a little bit of time to sort. But the leaders need to get on it to get to the bottom of this whole COVID mess. Because a lot of these deaths were needless. And sort of yearned for I'll be back with you next weekend. Stay awake, stay aware. This has been Gun Owners News Hour. in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 